Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You... I'll schedule that into my Hootsuite account so that it goes out on a certain time every day for the next 10 days. And that way, I know that there's something going out about me, but the most of my work during the week, the day-to-day stuff, is just interacting with people. So I'm not trying to uh, build a case or I'm not trying to get people to, to go to my site during those times. I'm just actually interacting and engaging with people. Welcome back to The Entrepreneurial You. I'm your host, Henneke watkis Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilia, Peak Performers. Are you looking for a space that fosters a peaceful and productive working environment for writing and multifaceted creative expression? Then Bookophilia is the place to be. Today's guest is ranked number 17 most influential social media marketer by Busumo in November 2016. He is one of the top 100 most influential Twitter users by Forbes. He's an Amazon best-selling author and consults all types of businesses on their social media and online strategy. His customized strategies have continually seen between 300 to 500% growth in traffic to businesses online. He is also the co-trainer and founder of the Digital Traffic Institute and Autopilot Your Business, helping businesses make money from their websites. It's my pleasure to welcome Andrew McCauley to The Entrepreneurial You. Welcome, Andrew. Great to have you. Thank you, Henneke. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to having a chat with you. Awesome. Awesome. Glad you could make it with us, man. Before we get cracking, I have a fun question for you, and here goes. Okay. What is your hidden talent? <laughs> what is my hidden talent? Well, I have been asked that before and I haven't practiced this for a little a little while, but I used to be able to uh, put a bunch of coins on my elbow and flip them off and catch them. In fact, I think I held the Australian record for it at one ah! stage. <laughs> unofficially, unofficially. <laughs> Interesting. I've never heard that before. Well, let's see. Maybe we can think about monetizing that. Who knows, huh? Yeah, well, there you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, Andrew, before we get into the thick of things, I want you to share your Twitter handle with our community of peak performers. Yes, my Twitter handle is andymac 71 andymac 71 the number one thing we need to know from you, Andrew, is how to make money online. Yes, there's lots of ways to do that. <laughs> there's many, many things, many ways to do it. People have been talking about it for a long time. Um, I guess I guess the, the first thing you really want to have is something to be able to sell, something that's valuable that people want. And if, if you've got that, then that's part of the battle. You know, the next part of the battle is getting traffic to know or getting people to know that you've got that product to sell. 
that's it in a nutshell. It sounds easy, but it's a little bit more complex than that. Exactly. And I know building a business online is no easy feat. You know what I mean? I have my own business, my own Pato Apparel brand, and it's no easy feat so, to build that business online. You know, one would have thought that because you don't have a shop space, you don't have a, you know, a physical space, then it becomes easier. Um, I would like to, to say that it doesn't become easier. In fact, it is more challenging. What would you say to that? Yeah, I would agree because here's the thing. If you've got a shop, you know you're going to put a shop in front of a certain amount of traffic. You know that there's a certain amount of foot traffic that goes up and down that particular strip on a regular basis. Whereas online, you could be in the middle of nowhere or you could be in the middle of busy Main Street. It all depends on how you get your message out and how people find you. In terms of a product versus a service, mm-hmm. in, in your, from your experience, which is easier to build online? Well, that's a great question. It depends on the service, really. I mean, there's a lot of services that people need all the time. Um, there's a lot of products that people would want all the time. Um, you know, a product can be a little bit more challenging because if you've got to build it, you've got to create the product in the first place, whereas often a service is what you know. It's what's the knowledge in your head where, you know, if you're a, if you're a great um a great dancer, you can teach people to dance. If you're a great plumber, you you can do that sort of work because it's the knowledge in your head. Whereas creating a product, you need to get that knowledge out of your head and create it into some sort of tangible thing that people can touch, whether it's a video, whether it's a, a downloadable uh, PDF sheet, but something that people can touch. So you've You've either got the knowledge in your head or out of your head. I think that's how I see it. It's two, <laughs> two of those things. Mm-hmm. And first of all, how do you even build, you know, a list, for example, build awareness so that people know for sure, if you're just starting a business, that people are aware that you actually have a business. How do you build that awareness um, by building your list and so on? Some of the tips that you can give us. You know, it's one of the one of the first things I say is make sure you've got somewhere to collect that list from. So on your website, on the main page, on your home page, in fact, every page, you should have the ability to collect an email address for um, people that are visiting your website because once they visit your website, they could disappear and you'll never see them again. You'll never know who they are. So always be collecting a, 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 an email address from somewhere if you can because that's important. Add to that, then from, from there, you've got to make sure that – uh, you're getting out to as many people as targeted as possible. So you could be out there and getting on Facebook and saying, well, there's 1.7 billion people on Facebook and I'm putting posts out every single day, but nobody's coming. I'm going to um, I'm going to uh, the local chamber and I'm speaking, but maybe you're not speaking to the right people. Maybe the people at the chamber are not the right people. Maybe the people on Facebook are not the right people. So it's really important to know exactly who your target market is and where do they hang out. If they don't hang out on Facebook, don't waste your time on Facebook. Maybe they're on Snapchat. Maybe they're on Instagram. Um, Maybe they're not on any of those platforms. Maybe they're on a specific niche platform that only that industry hangs out on. So you really got to do your homework and know exactly everything about your own avatar of your of your of your favorite customer mm-hmm. and talk to us as you mentioned that avatar talk to us about you know focusing on, on on our avatar creating that avatar to begin with you know how do we begin to narrow it down and not be okay i'm, I'm catering to women 25 to 45 but to get even a little more detail than that how do we narrow begin to narrow down who it is our avatar is 
Yeah, great question. Now, I, I get that a lot. People will say, well, here's my here's my focus. Uh, my, my service um, is for everybody. Well, it's not for everybody because that's going to cost you a fortune. Okay, it's just for women. No, it's not going not just for women because that's still going to cost you a fortune. All right, then it's women 25 to 45. Still too broad. You know, you've got to really niche down and say, what specifically about that age of women is it that you're trying to help? What what is it that what, what maybe it's um maybe it's um that age of women who uh, also like to uh, do something specific. But when you when you start to know exactly what they like and who they are, and you can find this out. I mean, even just doing little polls and questionnaires. There's lots of groups on Facebook that you can hang out and start looking at the people that are in that group. And when you do that, go to their go to their profiles, check out what they like, what things have they clicked on, what movies do they like, what restaurants do they like to eat at. So once you start to understand the mindset of that customer, then you can start to build an avatar around that person. And when I say an avatar, I mean some something like a case study, if you like, something about that person as if you were speaking to them face to face. And every time you do your marketing, you want to have have an imagination of that person in front of you and you're talking to them every single time. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you know, um, you know, just getting going to Facebook and some groups and so on to get some information. But in terms of giving us some more detail as to some of the inexpensive ways, you know, we're talking to some persons who may not necessarily have big marketing budgets and so on. Some of right. the inexpensive ways to actually get information, you know, to gather data. Where, you yeah. know, what are some of the things that we can do? Yeah, well, I mean, that that's one way. I mean, doesn't that doesn't cost you anything to just to join the groups and see who who is hanging out in the groups. Um, if you have a page that you've got a number of people who like your page, let's say you've you've built your page for your business, your your Facebook page. Facebook gives you a lot of insights into the people that are coming along. Um, inside your analytics of your page, it tells you the demographics of the people, what else they like, what other pages are like yours, um, and other pages that the people who like you also like. So there's lots of interesting demographics that you can get from there. Twitter has the same sort of thing too. If you have any following on Twitter, it can give you a great indication of the sort of uh, people that are coming to visit your profile and people who are following you. So there's lots of free tools out there to use. Uh, you don't have to be spending any money at all to be starting to find out your perfect avatar. And is it that we just go ahead and we just, you know, start posting if we decide to use Facebook, for example, or Instagram or Twitter, just post it and leave it there, at the, you know, like that? No, this, this day and age, unfortunately, there's no free lunch anymore. Um, you can't just post on your Facebook page and expect people to see it. You know, it's been a couple of years now where Facebook changed the rules. And you're lucky to get about three or four people out of every 100 people that like your page to actually see your post organically. So now you really have to, you know, boost that post or pay Facebook to put that post in front of people. So it can be a little bit expensive, but here's the thing. If you target it right, it won't be that expensive because you'll turn those people into customers. Mm -hmm. And um, how do you keep engaging? Who do you keep engaging your audience once they've connected with you in that first instance? Right. Give them stuff that they want. As simple as that. Give them stuff that they're looking for. Make sure you're giving valuable information. It doesn't have to be all your information. In fact, it's probably better if it's not all your information. If they join you on Twitter, if they join you on Facebook or Instagram, they're following you for a reason. They want to see, they want to know what you know. They want to see what you've been learning 
so you can share other people's posts that are relevant to them. Make sure you're sharing relevant information because if you've got a following that are all into, say, for instance, in my case, they're all, you know, they're following me for in different pieces of marketing advice and that sort of stuff. And suddenly I'm talking about politics or I'm talking about um, irrelevant stuff. They're going to say, hey, I think I was following you for a specific reason. And now you're off on a tangent on um, some other topic. So make sure that you stay on track and on point uh, and you're giving them what they want. And that's information that you know. At this point, Andrew, let's take a break. Uh, I need to thank my sponsor. Peak Performers. Success is something that we continually work towards as an end goal. But we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee, and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students, and professionals who want ideas, innovation, and inspiration. They have a variety of high-quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings, and art exhibitions, professional services, uniquely tailored to your needs, culture, and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experiences, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookophilia. We're going to be talking now about managing time on the different social media platforms that we decide to be, you know, go on based on where our avatar is. Yes. How do we manage time on social media? I know, right? It's like a big black hole that people sucks people in and next thing you know, it's three o'clock in the afternoon and what have I done with my day? Crazy, crazy, crazy. This is this is the, the world of social media. So here's, here's what I like to do. I like to make a specific time on my calendar every day to go and jump in and do bits and pieces of work. So, um, And I'll usually do it twice a day. So I'll get in the morning for my Facebook stuff. I'll just make sure that I've got any answers. I've got to answer any questions from my Facebook page. I don't spend a lot of time on my personal page at that point because I use that later for later at night when I'm sort of relaxing and just, you know, don't have to be thinking too much. Um, but I also go through my Twitter account, my Instagram account, and I only spend about five or 10 minutes on each, just making sure that I'm, um, I'm connecting with some followers, I'm answering some questions or posting some posts or um, just putting some comments on other people's um, posts and stuff like that so that they get to know who I am. Um, I usually target some influential people on my Twitter account. So Twitter has a lot of people. Some people are influential. Some people are not so much. So I find the ones that are influential that, that I really want to connect with. And I make sure that I'm adding bits and pieces to their to their, to their their feed on a regular basis as well. So I'll do that in the morning. And I'll come back in later in the afternoon, sort of wrapping it up because, you know, by the end of the afternoon, I'm getting tired. So I can concentrate on doing that because it's not that hard. And I'll go through and make sure there's no other questions that have come in throughout the day that I can answer. Um, so all up, I really don't spend much more than 30 minutes a day on all of the platforms combined. Um, once I once you get that narrowed down, it's not that hard to sort of continue doing it like that. It's when you get stuck into those videos that you want that someone's sent you about a cat and you think, oh, yeah, this is funny. And then you're down that black hole. So keep away from that. Do it at nighttime when you're sort of, you know, vegging out or watching TV or something like that. But you're not doing it during working hours. That's what I make sure I don't do. And um, what about the, the use of those scheduling platforms such as Hootsuite and Mavsocial and, and there are many others? 
plenty of those out there. They're all um, great. I use Hootsuite. I use Buffer. So here's how I do it. I use um, Buffer to share other people's content. So if I'm looking through the day, I've got someone or someone, I've looked at a link or something like that and I've clicked on a link and I saw an article and I think, wow, my, my followers would like to see this. I'll put it into my Buffer account and Buffer will send it out for me uh, at the next appropriate time that I've set up. Um, and Hootsuite, I'll use that to make sure that I'm uh, I've got some um, posted tweets every day going back to my content. So what I'll do is once a week, I'll write maybe 10 or 15 tweets for the week and direct people back to a particular post that I've written or a podcast that I've done or some other thing that I want to promote. And I'll schedule that into my Hootsuite account so that it goes out on a certain time every day for the next 10 days. And that way, I know that there's something going out about me, but the most of my work during the week, the day-to-day stuff, is just interacting with people. So I'm not trying to uh, build a case or I'm not trying to get people to, to go to my site during those times. I'm just actually interacting and engaging with people. Interesting. So you've actually, um, you know, identified the times that you need to be engaging versus the times when you're sending out and, and trying to get people directed at your content and so on. So that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we really can get lost on, on social media and we really have to manage our time. In fact, I like to say manage ourselves because we only have 24 hours in the day. And if we don't right. manage ourselves well, then by, you know, when it's over, you wonder, what did I do? You know, what did I accomplish mm-hmm. today? You know, when we're all, yeah, yeah. We're, all guilt, we're all guilty of that. And uh, <laughs> it's just a matter of rec- once you recognize that, though, it's like, OK, now I recognize that now I can control it. And uh, do something about it. Mm-hmm. When is is there ever a time though when we need to outsource our social media activities? You know what? We've tried that. Um, I do some social media for some for some clients personally, but I only do it if they've got a lot of involvement too, because it's their voice. You know, it's their brand. I'm not their brand. I'm not their expert. You know, it doesn't matter what the client, what business they're in. At some point, I'm not going to know as much as they do, and I need some input. So, um, you know, I, I've never seen a lot of successful people outsource their social because people aren't living that brand. They're not living and breathing that brand. So, you know, I'm a big believer of doing doing your social yourself. I do all my social uh, myself only because I know what I want to do. It is my brand. It's me me speaking. Um, and it's just hard to outsource your passion, really. It really is. And that's what social media is about. It's about your passion. And if you've got it outsourced, you'll be able to pick accounts that are outsourcing their social because they're very dry, they're very boring, and there's no engagement at all. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying and what I want to be brought home to our community here of peak performers is that engagement is key. We're actually, you know, sometimes I believe, Andrew, that <laughs> we approach this thing as though we are, we're not even speaking to individuals. We forget that we're speaking to people, real people with feelings and, you know, wants and needs and, 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 and so on. Sometimes we forget that. Totally, yeah, we we do. We just think, oh, we're gonna gonna get a post out, gonna get a post out because I haven't posted for three days. Post. Who are you posting to? Remember, you're posting to people. You're not posting to a uh, a schedule or or a computer. So yeah, definitely engagement's the key. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that you know the power of social media is strong, and it's no getting away from it. There is no way that we're going backwards. We're going forward with it. You know that's how I connected with you actually through exactly. uh, yeah <laughs> through Twitter. So you know. 
Um, it's amazing. I first read an article that you were a blog post that you were part of, and then we connected. So it, it's an amazing um era that we're living in and there is no getting away we just need to take advantage of it let it work to our advantage you know to learn the ins and outs i believe totally and, and i agree you know i've i've made contact with a lot of uh, very very influential people through social media um just by reaching out just by being being a person and saying hey this is what i'm doing and uh you know i'd love your help or i'd love your opinion and that sort of stuff and most people you'll find are willing to just jump on and and talk to you um, because it's rare, you know, they don't get a lot of feedback often. And when you want to reach out to somebody and talk to them, you'll be surprised at how accommodating a lot of people are. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And sometimes, you know, you, you sit back and you probably think that, oh, you know, he has so many followers. Um, I don't have any follower. Uh, he's not going to be talking to me. That's not true. He's either not talking to you because he's probably busy. Or she's probably too busy based on what the schedule entails. But, you yep. know, don't be afraid. I'm saying here, and, and I know that's what I'm picking up from you as well. Don't be afraid to reach out, you know, re reach out to people because people are, you know, people are kind. I believe from the depths of our heart that we're all kind people. You know what I mean? We don't yes. set out to be mean and to be negative. Definitely, definitely. And you know what? What's the worst thing? Somebody says no, or exactly. they don't answer you. That's Ex it, right? Exactly. What's the worst that can happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I want to spend a little time on um, email marketing because we talk about you know yes we need to approach our our avatar as humans and so on and we need to picture them and know what they want and and so email marketing. What's the future of that? You know, is it that is it time to be done away with? Is it what? No, no, you know, I hear that all the time. People say, well, you know, email is dead. Well, let me ask you this. The, all of the social platforms, what's the one thing that they all ask for? Your email address. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? They still know that email address is the most important thing. And you are getting, you meaning uh, people in general are getting a better result from their email marketing than they are from their social media still. Um, so it's vital that you've got somewhere to connect with people uh, you got some sort of uh, connection with them and email is the best thing. We still look at our emails every day. People are not getting rid of it. We're still looking at them all. Okay, maybe we're getting more emails every day, but we're getting better systems to control that. Um, we're seeing a lot of spammy sort of stuff or we're seeing a lot of junky sort of email. But if you can deliver something that's valuable and people want to read it, then you will continue to do really, really well if you've got um, a list of email addresses. Email is not going to go anywhere. There's nothing that's even close to replacing email and the service that it offers as far as all of these other websites go as well. So, you know, don't think you're going to ditch um, email because it's it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Andrew, you've managed to build a very successful online business, you know, and guiding persons, companies into making money. What were some of the hiccups you had along the way before you, you know, became this successful? Oh, lots, uh, lots, lots, lots. You know, one one thing, one thing I'll tell you that we we didn't uh, we didn't concentrate on when we were building our business was actually looking at our figures, looking at our numbers and our and our financials too. We we had a lot of money coming into our business. We thought we were doing really well. Um, you know, we had lot. We had we had a an, our own outsourcing company with about forty staff. You know, we had lots of work going on, but we were busy being busy. And reality was that <laughs> I can't relate to that. Sorry, <laughs> we didn't make a lot of money. The money came in, and the money went straight back out to pay all these people and all this busyness. 
And we looked at it and said, well, what happened there? We we holding our hand out and there's nothing left. So we didn't concentrate on our financials. As soon as we started looking at what was working, what was making us money, what was costing us money, all of a sudden our, our business changed. But um, it was just because we were busy doing stuff and we just thought, well, hey, the money coming in, everything's going to be okay. It wasn't okay and we we're lucky that we saw it in time because otherwise we would have been in a lot of trouble. So keep your eye on your financials at all times. You know, Make sure you know exactly where your money's being spent and where you're making your money as well. So in other words, work on your yeah. business a lot more than you do in your business. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Any final piece of advice that you want to share with our community for online marketers? Yeah, you know what? This this uh, whole jungle can be overwhelming, um, but there are lots of places to go and get help and understand it. Just understand that um, if you treat it like you wanted to be at a at a at, in a store and you want to do business with somebody one on one, remember that there's people on the other side of that computer or of that of that tweet or of that post and don't be afraid of doing it and don't get overwhelmed you can't break any of these things you know <laughs> face facebook pay a lot of money to people to try and break their stuff and they can't break it so you can't break it um just make sure that uh you go and do something don't sit there on the fence and wonder i'm not sure if the right time is to jump in now is the right time even if you think you're way past it or you're very late to the game in fact you're probably so late that everything is new anyway the people that came three years ago are actually so far behind because they're out of date at least you're going to be up to date when you start today so jump in and don't be afraid of it all we're talking with andrew mccauley andrew at this point i want you to share with our community members again your twitter handle and any other contact information that you want to share yeah my twitter handle is at Andy Mac 71, Andy A N D Y M A C 71. And you can find all my social um, accounts on www.ayb, A for Apple, Y for Yellow, B for Bob, AYB social.com. They're all there. Awesome. And before, during our pre interview chat, you did mention, Andrew, that you have a giveaway that you'd like to share with our members. Yes, I do. I do. I've got, um, I've got a thing called the five steps to triple your traffic. Now, this is what we used. We, um, we did this with a number of clients and we did it with our own business as well. We tripled our traffic pretty much in, a, in about three weeks just by following these five steps. So um, I'm going to share that with everybody. You can, uh, you can download that and take it with you and look at those steps um, and triple your traffic to your website too, which uh, hopefully gives you a bit of a kick in your, in your sales. <laughs> Well, not bought, right? <laughs> not about putting the sales, putting the sales. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome sauce. Andrew, it has certainly been a pleasure having you on the Entrepreneurial You. You rock. Thank you so much. Thank you, Henneke. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed this free podcast, please show your love and support by heading over to hennekewatkesport.com and click in the subscribe in iTunes button. Leave your rating and review and hopefully you will leave us a five-star rating. We would really love that. Thank you to our peak performers for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Henneke Watkins Porto. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win and expect to win. What good?